You're listening to the In All Podcast. This episode tells the story of a misfit, messed up, or marginalized person in the Bible. Someone who found grace when they were expecting judgment. Someone whom Jesus surprised with welcome, love, or forgiveness. These stories are curated by Mercy Street, a church community in Houston, Texas. We believe God is in all places and working in all people to create a safe harbor of hope and restoration. Go to inallexperience.org to find your story in all stories and see how we all find God in all our stories. The streets of Jerusalem are eerily quiet. A fog has settled along the alleyways like a thin blanket of gauze wrapped between the cracks of cobblestone. Normally the streets of Jerusalem are full of merchants selling vegetables, blacksmiths pounding metal, creating tools for carpenters or pegs for tent makers. The women are normally rushing to complete their tasks for the day, and every day the streets are busy, but especially before the Sabbath. The faithful make their way to the temple for prayers, borrowing words from the ancient liturgy to fill the gaps in their unsettled souls. In the temple, you hear the priest reading from the Torah, teaching about the salvation of God. One night, a member of the religious leadership, the Pharisees, named Nicodemus, makes his way to see Jesus. We're not sure where Jesus is staying that night, but more than likely, he is bunking down with his friends Mary, Martha, and Lazarus in Bethany, just a few miles north of Jerusalem. Nicodemus makes his way through the dark, foggy streets outside the city walls and knocks on the door. I imagine Nicodemus's heart is pounding. He's taken the risk. Well, he's taken a risk under the cover of darkness to seek out this rabbi, this teacher from Nazareth. When the door opens, Nicodemus is extended hospitality, probably a cup of tea and a piece of bread. The artist, Henry Asawa Tanner, paints a hauntingly beautiful picture of this conversation. Here, Nicodemus and Jesus sit on the roof of the house where the most important conversations of that day took place. And Nicodemus sits at the feet of Jesus, physically placing himself as a disciple, a student, before Jesus the rabbi. In this conversation, the teacher has become the student, for Nicodemus is now the one with the question. He goes to Jesus looking for answers, and what Nicodemus receives instead is an invitation to new life, to healing, to freedom. The passage from John chapter 3, verse 8, Jesus says, The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Now, a quick side note. Often the third chapter of John receives attention for verse 16, a kind of end-zone theology. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall inherit eternal life. Signs appear in football end zones across the U.S. John 3.16, revealing the giving nature of God to offer His only begotten Son 
and calling for our response to God's love. But it's the context of this story which I find most interesting. A study of Scripture always invites three questions. Let me encourage you to write these down. Number one, what is the context of the passage? Meaning, what are the surrounding stories, teachings, and miracles that are happening right before and right after the particular verse? Number two, how does the verse fit into the entire book in which it is found? In this case, how does this verse fit into the entire book of John? And then third, how does the verse connect to the entire narrative of the whole Bible? For we believe the word is living and breathing and speaking in conversation among every book of the Bible and in conversation with us today. It's more than just advice that God has for us. It's more than just an answer to our questions. When we read the word, it reads us. Okay, back to the story. Perhaps Nicodemus comes at night because he didn't want to be discovered as a religious leader with questions or uncertainties or doubts. He came at night trying to keep his professional pride or dignity intact. Maybe Nicodemus had just finished his night shift of prayer in the temple. He had a sense that God was doing something new, but he couldn't exactly put it into words. And so that night he went to Jesus. He needed a a translator or a midwife to help birth what God was doing in his heart. Or maybe Nicodemus came at night because he was just tired He'd had too many sleepless nights wondering about the deeper questions of faith and life. Was Israel really fulfilling her role to be a people set apart and blessed to be a blessing? Or had the church become a place of rule following and perfectionism? I think Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night because he wanted someone to listen and someone that would help him understand what God was doing in his heart. I think Nicodemus was moving towards the center. He felt an emptiness or a weariness of the rules and the letter of the law. His entire life, he had a strong position which he had nurtured in the life of the church. Maybe he'd even seen miracles and signs that Jesus had performed, and especially among those he had once considered unclean. But at the same time, Nicodemus, he he wasn't ready to move to the other extreme of claiming that Jesus was more than a rabbi, that Jesus was Messiah. So Nicodemus finds himself in the dark, uncertain, and full of doubts. And I love that Jesus, instead of offering an answer, offers to Nicodemus new life. When you feel uncertain or experiences cause you to question what you have believed for so long, where do you turn? Who are the other voices? Who are your conversation partners? Spaces and people where you can ask the deeper questions. I find a lot of hope that Nicodemus came to Jesus at night, that Jesus met him in his place of uncertainty, encouraged Nicodemus to keep moving into the unknown, to keep moving towards the center which often feels like the darkness of a womb. Because the darkness of uncertainty always has the opportunity to reveal something new. 
So maybe tonight, as the conversation continues around the table, you might consider where are the places that you are feeling uncertain. Anne Lamott, in her book called Plan B, Further Thoughts on Faith, says this, The opposite of faith is not doubt, but certainty. Certainty is missing the point entirely. Faith includes noticing the mess, the emptiness, and the discomfort, and letting it be there until some light returns. Faith means reaching deeply within for the sense that one was born with, the sense, for example, to go for a walk. Nicodemus reminds us that sometimes we leave the comfortable and we go for a walk, even in the dark of night. Thanks for listening. When we gather in homes or coffee shops to listen to the In All podcast, we've saved you a seat. Go to inallexperience.org to check out locations for the In All groups in Houston.